Church with a warm heart, good evening, and Merry Christmas. Welcome to our 7 o'clock Christmas Eve service. If you're joining us online, we're live streaming this. Welcome to all of you. Uh, We pray that you find a blessing in today's service, for we are blessed to have you as well. Uh, I know we got people watching from the Oregon coast tonight. We got, uh, uh, someone told me the Dakotas, Salt Lake City, uh, the Deep South. My mom just texted that she's watching from Nebraska, so I have to change all my stories from the Christmas Eve sermon. <laughs> uh, yeah, check your phones. Make sure they're in silent mode. We'd appreciate that. Um, a while back, a while back, I had a wedding, and the uh, the best man's phone went off during the service, and it kept going. It kept going. He it was a rented tux, and he couldn't figure out how to get the thing because it was mm, buttons. And after about ten seconds, the only thing I knew to say was. All objections to the wedding have to be made in person. You can't phone them in. So appreciate you, you silencing them tonight. Uh, when you came in, you had a choice of candles or glow sticks uh, for a silent night at the end of our service. If you did not get one, Lisa will hook you up. If you just uh, just let her know during the meet and greet time or just, just go find her and she'll get you. Uh, I had to teach the 5 o'clock service how to do the glow sticks. Uh, at, the, at the time, you just take them and you just kind of... This is in the way. Snap them, crack them, uh, shake them up a little bit, and they'll, they'll, they'll do great for you. Uh, thank you to all the people who did the artwork for the back of the bulletins. Uh, we had uh, quite a few folk do that. We appreciate uh, all the kids who did that and the kids at heart. Appreciate that. Um, other announcements? That's, that's about all I have. Welcome to uh, tonight's Christmas Eve uh, service. Would you please join with me in a call to worship? It will be on the screen. Welcome tonight to a celebration like no other. Let the love of Jesus be born in your hearts and spirits. Rejoice, good friends. The good news is here. Amen. I'd like to invite the Jones family to come on over and light our Advent candles. It'll be up on the screen. Can I, can I have the words on the screen, please? Tonight we come seeking hope, peace, joy, and love. And we find these things in a child... God made flesh as a baby in a manger. To a people longing for hope and yearning for deliverance, the prophet Isaiah declared, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We live people in between who celebrate the arrival of the light that shines in lost and broken places as we wait for the day when we will live in the fullness of God's kingdom. We light these candles as signs of our shocking hope, just peace our fierce joy, the love that transforms us, and Jesus Christ, our wondrous light. 
May the light burning in our hearts guide us, comfort, and protect us, and tend us in all seasons and circumstances, reminding us that day and night, in the light and in the darkness, God is with us. Our salvation has come. Amen. And let us sing uh, our Advent candle song. Take a moment, greet those around us in Christian Christmas love, and then remain standing for the opening carols.
Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Is there room in your 
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. As willing and able, let us stand for our next set of carols.
scripture will be read by someone who is a part of our online community. Earlier this month, we invited those online to, uh, if they wanted to read, and Mary Liz Jones came in. Mary Liz, uh, she helps run the online community that we have. Thank you, Mary Liz, if you're watching right now. Uh, but she will finish off her Christmas story for us. The scripture is from Luke 2, 16 through 20. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Earlier, earlier this season during Advent, uh, the kids put together a little shadow nativity to tell the story. Uh, We kind of went old school. Do you remember the days when you put a bed sheet in the backyard on a on like on the uh, on clothesline uh, back in the day back in the day we had clotheslines of shit put the sheet out there and uh you know we'd show movies or slideshows or whatever uh they they had this in the back of the sanctuary we showed it uh, i think the the first sunday of advent and we just it was so cute we wanted to bring it back for tonight so here are the kids sharing the christmas story Come to earth to bring this joy, and I just want. 
Uh, as we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to the ministries of this church. You make love happen on this side of Meridian, not only in Meridian, but around our country and around the globe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As we take the offering, I think we have the gift of music once again.
Thank you, worship team. So Johnny went to his very first comedian's convention. And he was just so excited to see all the comedians that he grew up with on TV. And uh, they're, they're just all sitting around him at tables. And it started off with a joke session. And Jay Leno, he gets up and he says, 64. And everyone laughs, except for Johnny. And Chris Rock stands up and Chris Rock says, 18. Everyone is just busting a gut except for Johnny. And it goes on and on with some other comedians. And finally, Johnny asked the person next to him, I don't hear the jokes. They're just saying numbers. What's going on? And his friend says, oh, these are professional comedians. They've heard all the stories. They've heard all the jokes. So they just number them. So they, they, know, they, they already know the jokes. So they put them a number and you get up. It just saves so much time. So John Stewart gets up and he says, 25, and everyone laughs. And uh, David Letterman, he does this. And, and everyone's laughing. And finally, Johnny says, I, I could do this. So he stands up at the microphone and he says, 15, and nothing. Blank stares, and he just goes back to his chair, totally embarrassed. He sits down, and, and someone at the end of his table says, man, some people just don't know how to tell a joke. You laughed. The first service didn't laugh, so I appreciate you laughing at that one. I told that story to tell this story, okay? This happens at my in-laws. My father-in-law, bless his heart, heard this joke, and he thought he'd bring it home to the dining room table. And so every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, it happens. So my, somewhere in the meal, if, they, if we have Christmas coming up, if we have Christmas meal at the, at the, at the table, my brother-in-law Brent is going to say a number and we'll all laugh. Stephanie, my wife, will say a number, they'll all laugh. Aunt Melissa will say a number, they all laugh. And it goes around to the table and my mother-in-law knows what's coming because she hates this. Because every time she says a number, crickets. And so it comes to her, and, and God bless her, just like Charlie Brown who thinks maybe, maybe this year I can kick the football. She, with enough conjoling, with enough, with enough gumption, with enough wine, she, 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 she says her number. And again, crickets. And then we all laugh, and she says, dang it, I knew it. I knew it every stinking time. And then she starts laughing, and the tradition is complete. Happens every year. I know that was a dumb joke. But when we're around our families, and maybe you do this too around your families, do you all say the same stories? Do you all say the same movie quotes over and over and over again? Do you know someone who is sitting right next to you who says the same story? They think it's new, but you've heard it a million times. Uh, We got a little thing in our family that, yeah, if you've heard it, the person just, they don't need to, yeah, I've heard this. Like, you you could stop it, please. But we do it, right? We do it. We also do this at church. I remember my first year in ministry. And I finally got to preach a Christmas Eve sermon. And I had ideas. And I used them all. And I wasn't thinking. Because the very next year, guess what? Christmas is in December. (laughs) And it came around again. And I had to come up with a totally new sermon. But using the same story... Uh, over and over and over again. Uh, this is my 26th Christmas Eve sermon. It's the same story. Angel, virgin, donkey, manger, wise men, shepherds. 
The story never changes. And yet, and, and yet here, pastor, here, here, do something new with this. And it's hard, right? Uh, I've had, I've had well-meaning folks say, pastor, every time I see you, you tell the same story. And I think you should come in July or September. It's a different story. It's something cool, right? But on this night, I get it. I get it. You, we're here to see her the same old story. And I'll be honest, I might be getting, I'm, I'm, I'm older than half of you, right? Uh, I'm getting cynical in my old age. I say with a wink in my eye. We say things like peace on earth, goodwill toward all, joy to the world, Christmas miracles, love, hope, peace, joy. And I think maybe, maybe this year will be different. If we tell the story, maybe, maybe we'll stop having war. Maybe the Middle East will get their act together. Did I say Christmas miracles? <laughs> maybe this will be the New Year's that my resolutions stick. Lose weight. You know, eat better, love more, call my grandmas more often. Yay, grandma. Maybe I won't mess up my kids any more than I did last year. Maybe I'll be a better husband than I was last year. I have all these hopes and dreams, but you know, there, there's dysfunction in every family because there's people in them, right? And, and, I, and, I, and I preach the Christmas story, and I, and I have the, these high hopes, and then January comes, and I don't see peace on earth, goodwill toward all. The wars still rage in the, in the battlefields and in our own families. And so I ask, I say with that wink in my eye, what's the point? Why do I tell the same story every year? Because after the Christmas story, the shepherds, they had to go back to work. They probably had to find the sheep. They've wandered off during the, this little Christmas story. Angels left. The wise men didn't stick around. The innkeeper, I'm guessing, had a mess to pick up. Uh, just saying, you have a baby indoors, you're going to lose your security deposit. That's how it works. Life didn't get better for the people of Judea. Herod still ruled. Caesar and the Romans still controlled everything. They, they still taxed and pillaged and plundered. Mary, Joe, and child, they had to fly off to Egypt to escape the rage of a jealous king. The kids who stuck around in Bethlehem didn't fare too well in the story. So, so Pastor Mike, why? Why tell the same story over and over and over again if it seems like the world doesn't change? In the end, after it's all said and done, we're made up of stories. You and me, we're stories. We keep creating stories, and we tell the stories over and over and over again. Just, just make it a good one, right? My kids, my kids are a little bit nerdy, and I love them for this. Uh, one of their favorite movies is a movie called Big Fish. Anyone ever see Big Fish? came out 20 years ago. Yeah, about three people in the first service said saw it too. I won't go into it. But it's about a storyteller and his life. And the stories are bigger and more grandiose than he could possibly have lived. But one of the teachable lines at the end is this. A man tells his story so many times that he actually becomes one of the stories. And these stories, they live on after him in a way that he becomes immortal. Don't you tell stories of loved ones who have gone on already? Remember when grandpa did this? Remember when uncle, uncle so-and-so glued the cat to the floor? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. 
I'm not making that one, that one up. That, one, that happened. You become the stories. Uh, let, me, let me try to make another... It, it, it might not be making sense. Let me try another swing at it, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll use patriotism in this one. We tell stories about our country, right? Y'all learned in history class all those little stories that we tell to teach us about who we are. We hold these truths to be what? Self-evident. Life, liberty, and... Yeah, you know this. You, you must have had good teachers. God bless teachers. Uh, we tell the story and the narrative of our nation to remind us who we are and who we're called to be. Gives me identity. Gives me purpose. So uh, see, see if you can finish these lines, okay? Uh, they're a part of our story. I'm just going to give you a little snippet, and you finish it. Ask not... You get the idea, right? Yeah, uh, flop it. Try, try a more recent one. Mr. Gorbachev. Some of you have been around for that one. Here for that one. Four score. Some of you were around for that one too. I love it. <laughs> Our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, give me your... Tired, you're poor, you're huddled masses, yeah. I won't even give you a noun on this one. I have a dream. All right. Uh, All right, I'll end with a hard one. Listen, my children, and you shall hear. Good job. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. Uh, Good job. Hey, do me a favor. Take your hand. Go like this. Go like this. Give yourself a pat on the back. Good job. Good job, good job, good job. This is our story. And why do we keep telling these stories? Why do we keep teaching these stories? Because uh, I'll tell you, our country, it's still messed up. Uh, administration after administration, year after year. Uh, but we tell these stories to remind us who we're called to be and how we're connected. And I believe that we become the stories that we choose to tell. Why do we keep telling stories around the dinner table? Our families, they still have their issues, generation after generation. We tell the stories to remind us of who we are. We don't forget who we're called to be and how we're connected. And I believe that we become the stories that we choose to tell. So back to the original question, why do I keep telling this Christmas story year after year after year? Because I believe. I believe it matters. To tell the story of a baby in a manger and the hope he brings, even if we still have our issues. We tell the story to remind us of who we are, who we're called to be, and how we're connected. And I believe that we become the stories that we choose to tell. If we tell stories about love, guess what? We will become more loving. If we choose to tell stories about peace, guess what? we will become more peaceful. And if you tell stories that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, then I tell you the truth, you will find it in the service and love to others. So I'll keep telling stories of angels, of shepherds, wise men, of a scared young couple with a special baby because we believe that light has come into the world. And that's how the world changes. One person at a time, one story at a time.
by retelling these stories of hope, of love, of forgiveness, of mercy, of grace, shown to us through a baby in a manger. So this Christmas, become a part of the story. Find Christ in your heart. Open up, open up, your, open up your life to a baby who teaches us how to love so that when January comes, that cold and dark January, after all the lights and tinsel are gone, we still tell the story of how once upon a time God came into this world to show us his love for us, his love for me, his love for you, and his love for you, knowing that you belong in the story of faith. And the family of God said, Amen. Come to the part of the service that's a favorite for many. The singing of Silent Night. If you have those glow sticks, now's the time to crack them if you have them. If you can't figure it out, I'm sure your neighbor can help you. I will light just a few candles. And if you could please spread that light to someone else. Sitting next to you.
the time. Thank you to all our musicians, to our readers, to our tech team, to all the people watching online. Thank you. And to all of you, let us close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for this season of Christmas, for the lights, for the songs, for the food, for the gatherings, for all the things that make it holy and sacred. We ask that you open up our hearts to let a little baby in this, this night, that as we celebrate the coming of joy into the world. May we reflect that joy in the year to come. And the family of God said, Amen. Go in peace.